Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Valor Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding at Ballard. You do. We're your hosts. I do. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's time for some trials and triumphs. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. he's excited. Bum, bum, bum. I'm always excited to complain. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, I had a really heartbreaking trial this past week. Caroline, so heartbreaking. You're usually like giggle worthy. Keyword on the breaking. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, so I got this wild hair on Saturday that I wanted to reorganize our hutch. So I have like glassware and pottery and books all mixed together on the hutch in our dining room and I was trying to I wanted to like pull some of the books out and just do it more like less color and like more glass and just like white pottery just make it like a little more simple I was feeling like it was a little cluttered so I (laughs) I'm standing on like you know, it's like a hutch on the top, and then there's like a surface, and then cabinets underneath. Well, I decided that I didn't want to fool with getting the ladder out. Sounds familiar. <laughs> so I was standing on the sur- like on the top of the cabinet. Oh, oh, no. and like I the was, sideboard part. Yeah, the sideboard part. Okay. Oh, and I was like holding on to oh, the no. cabinet, nope. just moving. Oh no, bad idea. Oh no, I'm envisioning <laughs> all this in my head. Moving books from like. The top shelf to like there's a little space above the top of the cabinet mm-hmm. to put on top of the ca- mm. cabinet. I don't know mm. if this is making sense. Yes. Basically, I was just moving some books. Well, so I move one book and the entire um, stack. So I had like four or five leaned. The entire stack falls over onto an entire set of champagne flutes. All of the champagne <laughs> flutes creates this like domino effect. Like Probably a dozen champagne flutes all just fall off the top cabinet and shatter. Rain all over oh the dining God. room. Like shatter so badly that there were like flecks of glass like around the corner and like in the hallway. Mm-mm. I <laughs> Where thought was you were going to say you pulled the whole thing over oh, on top no. of you. That's what <laughs> well, I was envisioning. Like, this is like a built-in bookcase. It's like mm. it's in there. It okay. wasn't coming off, but oh, like a built-in butler's mansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It was. It's like a twenties, you know, twenties built-in yes. thing. Like all those little houses yes. have. Oh. Anyway, so was the dog was... Annie around? Oh well, she was like sitting on the couch. I mean, but she no, didn't jump up and no, like no, 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 no. Oh my no, gosh, would jump but, up, run, and start lifting but, like, it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'd have a dead dog. I would totally get away from the glass, dummy. <laughs> but like of course one fell and like Will was standing right there but there was like nothing either of us could have done you yeah. know were they so sentimental anyways. no and they were like we had we have two two sets of champagne flutes one of them are like a really fancy and unusual shape that we mm-hmm. really love and this was like just your normal regular old when you have everyday champagne <laughs> Someone gave them to when us as a wedding gift, morning, you know. I don't know. For a Tuesday at two. <laughs> Anyways, just give me the regular flute. So that Will. was really upsetting. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot believe this just happened. Like that was such a bad idea. Why don't I do that? That does stink. Yes. Always Anyways. use the appropriate climbing yeah. <laughs> tools. Use a ladder and take things off of your shelf before you start. Like take breakables oh, off. I know, you... but I'm so impatient. I, know, I never want to do. do any of that. Mm-hmm. It's too never. much work. 
It's so much work. Well, What's your triumph? Okay, so this is maybe only makes sense to Atlanta people, but there is a neighborhood. I feel like there's one neighborhood in particular that does this that everyone knows about, but there's a neighborhood called Grand Park in Atlanta where all of the houses have these little yellow sunshines on them. And people have, they're like these little plaques that hang from mostly porches and it has like their house numbers on it. It's like an, It's like a Grand Park thing where it's sort of, indicates like hey you've reached grant park and i've always thought it was so cute i have never seen that you really I have i know what you're talking about i am a loser oh. have you never been to grant park yes a billion times you'll notice it next time yeah, you, all the houses have them. every single house Is it's it like, like a, the size of a tennis ball no or? it's no like it's a, it's a half of a sunburst it looks basically but how big like six inches 12 inches it's you're acting yeah, out it's about probably, 18 inches yeah why a foot to 18 inches wide and it goes on the side of the house um it usually hangs from yeah it's, it's like this, and this is your roof line. Picture a yellow sun, and then cut it in half. And this so, is yellow. okay, we'll have to take a picture because y'all cannot see Karen's <laughs> well, sketch, we can, which is helpful yeah, to me. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a thing. And then there are a couple other neighborhoods that have these like neighborhood symbols, mm-hmm. like Ormwood Park next to it. They have like a train, and so everyone has that on their house mm-hmm. because of the train station. Yeah, yes. and then Inman Park has like this butterfly, and everyone has a butterfly. Well, so. My neighborhood just got these new signs, and I finally got like my. What is order. yours? So it's like our neighborhood is called Candler Park, and yeah, oh, I, I googled it. Sorry. Can you see that teeny picture up there? Hold on, I'm see gonna, the little picture. I'm gonna get in on the Googles. Anyway, so our neighborhood just like redesigned their logo. Sounds <gasps> so fancy. Your neighborhood has a new logo. Well, it always had one, but it it didn't really fit onto. It's like a big oak tree. And it didn't really fit onto like a sign, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, probably like. So would they go with an oak leaf? No, it's the words Candler Park, but it's all covered in vines. Mm-hmm. So it's like the words are vines, and they're like little leaves on them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's cute. I'll find a picture and show it. Well, I'll take it here. Anyway, so Will ordered me a plaque for Christmas, Aww. and it just came in. And last week he hung it, and it looks so cute. You. I'm so excited about it. Um, so that was my triumph because awesome. that's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, it was a really good Christmas gift, and um, I don't know. I, well, well, speaking of that, what was your favorite Christmas gift you got this year? Could have been that. Was that? Yeah, it? probably that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good one. Oh my gosh, you guys! My kids, <laughs> my kids got me a karaoke machine. <laughs> Amazing! How many oh times boy. has it been used? A lot. <laughs> Well, we stayed up until like two in the morning Christmas night. Like people came over, my kids' friends came over. We were all in the, <laughs> the kitchen. That's awesome. Singing. And I don't know if y'all know this, but um, you can look up any song on YouTube and you can get it with the karaoke lyrics. Like <gasps> anything you can come up with. So if you have a smart TV and a microphone, yeah. you can like you can make this happen for yourself in your lives. So it was just so fun. Like my my I have a twenty four year old, right? And like he was going out with some friends. Well, the first one walked in, and I was like, John, we're doing karaoke. What's your song? And he's like, do you know Louis Parma? Like, literally, within <laughs> one second, he's like, do you know Louis Parma? Google it. So we, like, look up Louis Parma, and he's the original singer of I'm Just a Gigolo, and everybody knows. So he sang that whole thing, like, walked in, sang it up. Like, it was hysterical. My 17-year-old singing, like, Taylor Swift. And, I mean, it was just very, very fun. I feel like you're the only person I know that I someone could give a karaoke machine to, and they would just think it was the best thing on the planet. Well, because everybody loves it. Everybody just everyone, starts. Everyone has a getting song. silly. You know, 
Okay, I feel like doing karaoke in someone's home could be pretty fun. And in a place, uh, you know, it's got to be the right room. place. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. like those, like, in your in a yeah. bar or in, whatever and yeah. everyone hears you. Like, I'm not a singer. I'm the oh, worst. Oh, but, like, the Korean karaoke yes. ones where yeah. you get your own the room. And it's just your friends. The yeah. best. Yeah. Are the best. Maybe that's my triumph. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It I should know. be your triumph. Okay. I think getting that, that is pretty much. for sure. It's that's a new... It's a new thing to your house that it brings a lot of joy. And the, you know what? We preach that all the time. Your house should be full of joy. So that brought me a ton of joy this holiday season. <laughs> um, okay, so my trial. Wait, I have, it, I have it written down. Hold on. I was just looking at it. Okay. Oh, here it goes. I have so many more triumphs than trials. but That's great, though. That you know, have right? Yeah, that's triumphs. good. <laughs> You're very positive. That's what it shows. <laughs> my trial is, you guys, I just had this thing with my rug pad in my hallway disintegrate. Have I talked about that? I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Okay, so Joe and I go out of town for something, and we come back, and there's, like, some white powder on the floor in the hall. And anytime we go out of town and we come back, Joe immediately inspects every corner of the house to figure <laughs> out how the children have destroyed something. So he's like, what is this white powder? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, is it, like, Clorox powder? What you know? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. And um, so then we decide, then he decides that it's some kind of cleaning material and it's the housekeeper and she, whatever. So I text her and I'm like, what up with the white powder? And she's like, I don't know. It just, it's always around. Um, I can't, it's like something to do with the rug. I think something's wrong with your rug. So we lift up the rug. We look the entire rug pad all the way down the hall under the runner that goes all the way down our hall. It has to be 20 feet or longer has disintegrated into a powder. A white How powder. How did this just happen Ew. all of a sudden? Well, maybe it's been happening under it, but and it, you just and it just know. starts coming out on the sides. I Ew. don't know. Huh. Ew. Luckily, odd. it didn't ruin my floor because I have heard of some rug pads yeah, ruining our floor, mm-hmm. but it did not do that. So I did go to the office, and I because I remember buying this from Ballard 100 years ago. So I went to the office to like say, hey, I think we might be selling something that's disintegrating. Mm-hmm. And apparently, we figured this out years ago and discontinued selling it because it, it was... You just were not aware. Right. Yeah, I like bought it, whatever. Um, but so now, do not be afraid of the rug pads that are on our website because... And you all need a rug pad under your rugs to yeah, preserve I your rugs. Yeah, I have one without a rug pad and it trash you mad. No bueno. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it keeps your rugs, you know, yeah. in the same place. And it adds a nice little cushion. It's good. They're good things. Okay. Do your Me- triumph. Yeah. Oh, wait. Keep talking. That Taryn, was my triumph. triumph. I'm wait. about to. Oh, wait. What's your I'm triumph? about to take a 10-week vacation. <gasps> Taryn, what's your Because I'm finally <laughs> getting close to going on maternity leave. With your baby. With Yay. my baby. He is now... 11 weeks old, um, he's still technically 35 weeks old, so he still should be cooking for another month, but because he came so early, <laughs> he was eager, he was very eager, um, but he is 5 pounds, 13 ounces, and learning to eat, and so he's doing really, really well, so as soon as he gets eating down, we'll be, he'll be home, so soon enough, I'll be able to finally go on maternity leave, and <laughs> And I'll take those weeks. And, and you're taking 10 him. weeks? I have 10 weeks left. Cause that's that's nice. awesome. Because yeah, I only used two. So. so when you look at him now, can you imagine that a baby of that size being inside you? No. You're like, dang, that's big. No. But, right, exactly. And he's, exactly. that would be small. I mean, that's, yeah, that's even five baby. pounds is pretty small. I know, but when you hold him, yeah, I was like, ooh, can't believe that. <laughs> that's an also awesome triumph. Yes. that uh, I don't feel like you yeah. can even have a trial when you have a triumph that big. <laughs> that's true. So my triumph is I'm about to... The Adam attorney leave, and I'm super excited. Just because this yeah. has been so choppy and not 
the traditional way it's done. Right. So, yeah. and part of me is like, once I get there, then it will feel like every other mom. I just get mm-hmm. to like snuggle up at I, home and like. Yeah, I don't have to say goodnight to him yeah. at the hospital every yeah. day and like say yeah, bye. Yeah. And I yeah. actually get to look at him all day long if I want. Right now my <laughs> husband's like, okay, he'll be home soon. Like, let's, let's go. Like, I'll be there for two look hours. Away. He's like, okay. Soon enough he'll be here full time and you can't. You can't give him to anyone. Yeah. Can't I know. Take care of for a while. So, no returns. Um, yeah. So wait, how's the nursery? Is it all done? So that was my trial. So um, the nursery, we don't have the crib, but everything else is pretty much set. I just purchased a lamp this week for nice. the room. And I ordered an the swivel ottoman or the glider oh, ottoman nice. to go with the chair. Because we chair, have yeah. decided already from like falling asleep in the NICU like in the they have these big ugly chairs that are really comfy for you to sit in and you're like I need that yeah you're like I'm gonna need this to fall asleep in Mm -hmm. um so we ordered that but my trial was we bought probably two weeks or a week before Elliot was born we um bought one of the fiddly fig leaf trees David ones the big ones Mm -hmm. David Williams the tree yeah not a fake one a real one oh Oh, yes got it yep yeah so that's my trial. <laughs> um, so David saw it, and I love when he gets into anything like home decor, and he's mm-hmm. like, I think these trees are so cool. I want one. And they've been like trending for a while. So I'm like, you're like, all right. I'm all like, right, honey. everyone has one. And that's like my mental thing. And then I'm like, if you want it, like I hear it's probably good air for the baby's room. It'll look pretty. It'll add something in the corner. I like it. All right, let's do it. And there was, it's all black and white other than the chartreuse panels. So I was like, oh, a green, it'll be nice. So we bought it and then everything went wrong with my pregnancy and pretty much forgot the tree, which is. You, you killed yeah. the tree. So then we get, trees are hard so we to get, keep alive so regardless right. of so whether you're So we finally get back, like, back to like normal and around the house and getting the room more done. And I overwatered the tree because oh. I'm like, oh, drowned we, it. So then I drowned it. So not yeah. only did it, like, it we had, like, no water, I then drowned it in a pot. Mm. So David Aww. says it's dead because it only has, like, three leaves. <laughs> so it sounds like you need the Bunny Williams one. Yeah. So David wants to order a full one, but I'm like, no. Well, they're expensive. Well, I don't, but I don't want a faux plant. Oh, okay. I Like, Here's the it thing. doesn't have its... Well, here, okay, let me just, let me just make an argument for the faux one. It's going to get dusty regardless of whether it's faux or real. Right. Yeah. So you will not even be able to tell that it's faux. All of those, have you ever like messed with the one that we have? No, it looks You can really like good. bend all of the leaves they're nice. to like, it's, they're not, I think it actually looks nice. better than the real ones because after a while, the real ones like, spread out too much well some of the leaves fall off and then it's sort of they always look perfect when you first get them but then like a couple years in it's like mm-hmm. even if you can keep it alive it's like i'd love a couple they years. look weird like the the leaves have like little dead parts around the edges or mm-hmm. it only has leaves in certain areas where it's close to the sun and then the other areas are totally bald and anyways. maybe you get a different so, type of so that's plant. what we're kind of thinking about so i'm Since open for suggestions live. how yeah. about an 80s ficus <laughs> an 80s ficus that's not Don't its proper you remember name those those ficus trees you go oh, like yes yes yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. i had one of those in my first apartment out of college i thought i was the jam my mom we had you know one what? growing up at you the top what? of the stairs See? i remember it now that yeah, you said that's that high fashion 
My mom had some high kisses too. And the, the ivy the on top of the drums. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. My mom had Those are extra special. <laughs> See, it goes with the ivy on top of the <laughs> on top of the kitchen cabinets. Yeah, it's the same. Um, you know what's really? I I am not into this so much. I think it looks cool. I guess, but those hanging like hanging plants are like <gasps> everywhere like now. You know what? Do that kind of work. Junk- oh yeah. But that's the jungle right? movement. That's yeah, what's ha- what what we're yeah. all into with this. We're all bringing that green in. Do a little macrame planner. Hang it from the ceiling and yeah. stick I'll a fern in his, it. Like general room, maybe I will. Macrame the hanging fun. one. I'm yeah. not kidding. I used to do that as a kid. And at least if it dies, it's like a twenty dollar plant. You could just stick another one yeah. in there. Yeah, you know. You, I kind of like this idea because it's a corner, so it's yeah. like it's what you look into when you look in the room. You look into this corner, so it'll be what you see first. It's nice to have something alive in there. Well, I want, that's what like I a, like is something alive. Yeah. A Z plant or well, a snake plant? I was just going to say like a big pillar with like a plant on top. But when so that I thought about that, yeah, he's going to knock it over. Exactly. Okay. So maybe, that, maybe the hanging You guys are circling around. Unless you could get David to kind of L bracket it into the wall, your bracket, the uh, pillar. The pillar. Because I thought that too, because it'd be great because it'd be next to the chair and I'd have that pillar height and the plant. And then I was like, and it's in his room and he will eventually not some point you're gonna have like tons of stuffed animals and like a train set or like a i feel like those kids toys like go we'll go in the corner and tomorrow is the hanging plant 290s i like it it's very all over right now get on that and find a cool little planter i mean even if you only try it out and you hate it it's not like that big of an investment wonder if it has some big tassels yes that's exactly what you need all right google on that tonight Check it out. Why isn't like Julian? Well, we've talked about it a lot, but we can't decide if it's too macrame, too not right. Like, it's is like that there's us, a fine line. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Oh man, good week. What about okay. like a leather? Like, what if there's like a leather? I'm sure there are all sorts of cool ones out there. Etsy. You know where's the place to find that? Etsy. Oh yes. I just. I'm also a designer, guys. I can think this up and make it happen. <laughs> true. True. Good point. And you can actually fabricate these things. Like you've actually made this type of thing. So you could always yeah. just do it yourself. Build a With all this free time you're, you're going to have maternity on maternity leave. leave. I know. In something. my head, I'm like, this is going to be great. It's going to be vacay. Wait nope. a minute. No. That's like over the holidays. I come up with these long lists of things I'm going to get dinner in the house. I get literally negative <laughs> four negative. things. Yeah. Always negative. You add things to the I list because you, yeah. Yeah. So I'm making my goal list only to watch the Winter Olympics. So that way I hopefully can That's accomplish a good goal list. Perfect. Yes. All right. And we good, have a good, good, a good guest this week. Good, good, good set of trials and triumphs, guys. She's we going to love us. All, <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. Our guest today is Rachel Cannon. She is an interior designer in Baton Rouge, and she is a podcast listener. Woof, woof. Yay. <laughs> we like fans. I'm a big fan. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for coming all this way. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled. I have a burning question. Yes. Is it Louisiana or Louisiana? Louisiana. Come on. Can't we say Louisiana? You can. But that's wrong. <laughs> well... Do I sound like a big old redneck if I say You that? do. <laughs> you do. Appropriate. She might be. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just might be. By that token, should I say Baton Rouge? No. Or something Baton silly Rouge. like that? It's Baton Rouge. We really sort of murder the, the French. <laughs> so it's Rouge? Rouge. I know that's wrong. Rouge is really the way you should say it, but we in Baton Rouge say Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Are you Rouge. from there? Oh, I, I said am. it wrong Did you then. grow up there? I did. I grew up in Baton Rouge, yep. 
Okay. Yeah. There's a strong design um, kind of there thing is. going on there, there right? There is. There's um, a lot of... We always joke and say that it's your birthright. If you're born in Baton Rouge, you're a decorator. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you went Ooh, to school for it or not. Like Everyone's that. a decorator there. Really? Mm-hmm. So you went to school for art history, I believe. I went to school for interior design and Something art history. history. Yeah, it's, it both. I remember I both. the word history. Yeah. Okay. So you, okay, so you already had planned your decorating thing I, by I then. had, okay. yes, yeah. And yeah. are you one of those people that like redid your nursery yourself? Did no. you move your crib into the <laughs> I, other corner? I and... <laughs> wanted to, but I also had a mother who loves design and decorating. And so she also had really strong opinions on how rooms should be done. And so I, I think I finally got to choose my own paint color for my room when I turned 15. So up until then, Carol was in control mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, got to, I had to just do what she wanted. And then finally, once I became a, you know, a young lady, I got to do what I wanted to do. And what color did you pick? Army green. Oh, still, oh, you know that's what? one of my faves. That's still. the color of our catalog. This <laughs> this issue, or it is Army yeah. Green? Well, it's the Miles Room. That's it's kind of like oh, an yes, olive yeah, green. Olive green. It's close. I feel like that'd be really pretty with your coloring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you look a little bit like Britney Spears. Oh wow. Jeez. Thanks. <laughs> Her good years. Thank so, you. I'll take it. <laughs> Have you found with? becoming your own designer that because you grew up around it that you have fallen in certain patterns of your like mother does that make sense absolutely I will tell you that the one thing and and I'm very thankful for it the one thing that I learned from my mother was that haste makes waste so Mm. I will wait until the bitter end to get the what the the thing that I want I'm not going to settle for anything beyond that like if it takes me 10 years to get it I'll wait the 10 years. I would so much rather do that than buy 10 things in the meantime every year and have to replace them every year because it's not really what I wanted. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing that has stuck with me the most from her is just she's the most patient person in in the world in terms of getting the right thing when it's time. That is the best catchphrase. Mm -hmm. I'm so going to use that. But your dad had, what was the one your dad said? My dad always said, oh God, I can buy Um, the best thing once. Yeah, basically. There you go. I know what your dad said. Yeah. (laughs) But how do you know? Okay, so that, I am so not like that because I am an impulsive shopper, Mm -hmm. right? I know what I like, Mm -hmm. um, but I never have a plan. Like if you give me an empty room and go, go decorate that, I would lose my mind I don't know what to do <laughs> because I just tend to collect things that I like and then try mm-hmm. to shove them into places <laughs> so how do you know what to know what you want well I think for me because I did go to design school that is really a strong influence on everything that I do so you're I, saying you're qualified enough well <laughs> not, not, no, yes but no yes I, it really does I almost cannot think of what you need until I can see it in a floor plan and to scale so like when we're planning someone's living room it really does start with we go measure it, we put it in AutoCAD, we start to drop pieces of furniture to scale to see. And I will tell clients all the time, the floor plan is going to tell you what you need. Because if you think you can get a sectional sofa in your living room, let me put it in AutoCAD first and see. Because we might be able to, we might be able to get you an L-shaped sectional, or you may end up with a sofa and two chairs. Mm-hmm. The floor plan will tell you what it needs. And so I think that's where a lot of people, it is overwhelming. I mean, if I didn't have that tool at my disposal, I think I would also kind of feel like, um, okay, you're just giving me this room and I can do whatever I want want to it oh my gosh well you know you need some basic pieces for the function of the room beyond that the biggest distinction I can tell you is that shopping and design are two totally different things so we always start with a design first and then towards the end of our projects is when we shop so the design is really is the layout of the furniture correct is the scale correct is the lighting placed where it needs to go around the furniture are there outlets where they need to be Mm -hmm. beyond that then we can get into shopping for things like 
accessories and pillows and artwork and that's where that collecting kind of comes into play because I'm kind of like you I actually bought some stuff today that while I was in Atlanta that (laughs) I don't really have a place for it when I get it home but I loved it and so it may go in a drawer for a few years until I can find exactly the right spot but I don't I don't want to tell anybody that you can't shop I mean if you like to do that and you enjoy it do it but you know the plan having that in place before you make a purchase really does help and you're not making impulsive purchase on a sofa I mean, right, right. You know, like I wouldn't go buy a sofa just because there's one on clearance. Right. You know, exactly. Oh, and we have had clients who have done that. We had some clients one time that were um, they had just bought their new house and we were ready to like begin the design phase. And this furniture store was going out of business and they she called me and she's like, we got like seven sofas on sale. And I was like, why? You only need two. Like, (laughs) why would you buy seven sofas? So we ended up having to donate a lot of them. And yeah, it was not great. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's such a good lesson, though. People, I th- okay, maybe this is just my impression, but I feel like sometimes people say, like, they buy a house and then they're like, well, we want an L-shaped sectional or whatever. You know, we want a giant sectional <laughs> from wherever. Well, you have to you have to measure. You, you have do. to measure, especially where the big purchase, and you have to figure out like, does this actually make sense? Like, right. don't decide what you want, decide what you need. Absolutely. And that's such a good lesson. Right. I, yeah. I like that the floor plan tells you what you need. It will. It's it will lesson. always tell you what you need. Right. Yeah. But I do like to get sucked into a sale. <laughs> but it's but a you're mostly buying like accessories, de- like more decorative. No, things. I agree. I agree. You and know? look, I have purchased things that I don't need. But I, you know, but I have friends who'll do that too. They'll be like, "Oh, I love this. I need. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get this because it's sixty nine dollars." And I'm like, "That is, you're wasting sixty nine dollars." Haste makes waste. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's however, in your pocket. Let's if you've had your eye on it for five years and it's on sale for sixty nine dollars, go grab it. Then you've waited till the bitter end and you can finally get it. What is the thing you've waited the longest for? I want a beater Meyer chest more than I want to breathe. <laughs> I think that that is just the most beautiful piece of furniture. It's one of those antiques because this is the deal. In Louisiana, we are so heavily saturated with French antiques, and it's kind of like you just kind of become blind to their beauty. So for me, a beater Meyer chest is one of those things that, I mean, it's German. Nobody really has German antiques where we are, and they're so tailored and clean, and I feel like they can go in a lot of different styles of rooms. Mm-hmm. So that's my... My holdout is the Biedermeyer chest. I'm going to get one someday. What Are room you gonna... do you want to put it in? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Kara. I think I want to put it in my living room. Um, I've got the perfect little wall next to my fireplace where there is actually a chest right now that will eventually go into a bedroom, but mm-hmm. I think that's where I want it to go. Are you going to go to Scott's this weekend? I don't know. I I, I haven't should. made a plan to do that, but maybe I should. What? <laughs> you, have you ever been to Scott's? I haven't. <gasps> oh. <laughs> You have to go. Put it oh, in. Okay, you're good. I don't know what else you have. Maybe that's you is it open tomorrow? tomorrow. Okay, as early as possible tomorrow. I think it opens at like eight or nine. Okay. Because I went one year with um like the first day, and I actually think it's Thursday, but I yeah, think today Thursday is, is when you can go. As, today is Thursday, everyone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday is the day you can go as like a designer or someone with a tax ID. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is when the one time I went. That's when all the best deals are. Oh, for sure. And all the designers go and scoop everything up. All the good stuff. Yeah. There's still well, good stuff on Saturday, Saturday afternoon but... is the worst time to go. <laughs> that's when everything is the most expensive. That's when I always go. You need <laughs> to go on, no, you need to go on Sunday afternoon because that's when they're trying to, they Get don't want to load it. it back on their truck. That's right. But, but then you, you should definitely just yeah. go look at it. Okay. Yeah, You'll enjoy it. Well, yeah. not, maybe it I can make a plan to come back next yeah, time. Next yeah. month. There are two buildings too. I'm so tired of buildings, y'all. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like these, all day you won't be tired of these. Okay. Yes. 
All these right. are good. These you'll know when you hit a spot where you're like, pass, okay, turn around. Good. No, these, there's some good stuff in them. Yeah. Explain why you've been in buildings all day. I've been at America's Mart. I'm here for market this week. And so it is like my whole day was nothing but just escalators and looking at people's knees in front of me on the escalator <laughs> and up and down and up Neon and down and, and around. Yeah. And I mean, those, I don't understand the floor plans of these buildings at all. They're laid out like a labyrinth. So it's hard to get it's around. It's like these they're buildings. intentionally yeah. trying to turn you in circles. I think they are because <laughs> I don't think they want you to leave. It's like that whole, the yeah, way true. they design a, like casino, a casino. They don't yeah. want you yeah. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, there aren't really any windows. No daylight. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. yeah, there are no windows, it's weird. and there's no cell service either. <laughs> I was, I kept trying to find like the nearest window to try to get a signal. It's no, bad. They can't do. They don't have Wi-Fi in there. No. Oh, well, if they did, I didn't find it. I mean, I kept trying to like hop on like something. Hell. And also, it there's so was. many people. You know, when there are tons of people in one place trying to get on the like Wi-Fi, that. like no it one's just slows everyone's Wi-Fi down. Is I just feel slow. like people. Yeah. Well, I'm right there <laughs> with true. you. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the public in general. <laughs> just stay away. I need some space. Well, one of the things I loved about your spaces is they were so, like, they're very tailored. And I've always really liked that. But also, they're not so tailored that they feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, you you feel like, okay, my family could, like, go hang out, chill out, watch Netflix. Thank you. I appreciate that. On the couch or, or, like, have cocktails with your friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're dressed up, but they don't feel uh, intimidating at all. Thank you. I really do. I think that's one of the things that I, even though I've got this design and art history background, the thing that I don't want is a pretentious home. I feel like that makes everyone uncomfortable. And they're beautiful. I mean, you know, it's, I I see homes a lot where I feel like, oh, my God, I bet everything in there cost a million dollars. But that's not reality for a lot of people and it's certainly not reality for our clientele so we're we are definitely trying to give them an elevated look that is livable that they can you know host friends and family in but also in their day-to-day put their feet up on their coffee table and not feel like you know oh my god mom's gonna kill me because I put my feet up here so so if okay for the people listening that love maybe like a more elegant like a dressier home yeah a dressier home how can they bridge that gap a family for me, friendly dressing. yeah right I think for me I I love skirted pieces of upholstered furniture because I feel like they do look a little mm. bit dressier unless it's a slip cover which goes total opposite direction that looks very casual so for me a tight upholstered sofa or chair that's skirted is sort of lends an element of formality to a room but mm. depending on the color palette that you choose you know if you were to do those skirted pieces with a very muted color palette, that automatically kind of sends a sense of like a hushed reverence that you need to like be very careful in this room. Mm -hmm. But if you do those pieces in emerald green, all of a sudden that's kind of dressy but interesting and maybe a little tongue-in-cheek and not so serious. Mm -hmm. So we do always try to consider that, you know, people have to live in their homes. It's not not just for show. Right. Because your homes do look really light and bright. And I feel like when you were um, giving descriptors of them on your site – the word light came up a lot. Thank you. But there's still a lot of color and yes. pattern. Yes. So how do I, how am I like seeing so much light and bright, but there's still. <laughs> there's so much color. Yeah. There's still dark colors One and jewel thing tones. we do, we, we don't always paint the walls the color. And I think that kind of is, a lot of people think, um, I want color in my home. So the, the natural thought is I need to paint this room pink or I need to paint this room blue or whatever. We don't always do that. A lot of times we will, um, for like a master bedroom, we've we've done it where it's all sort of shades of blue and it makes sense to paint the walls blue because then a monochromatic color palette kind of feels like a neutral almost. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we, we actually end up painting the walls just sort of a really light neutral, not even white, like something with a little bit of a body to it. 
uh, but it, I think the most important thing is that it has to be a good backdrop for the colors that you use. You can't just you can't arbitrarily pick a neutral and then somewhere down the road pick your colors that you're going to use. You, you've got to make sure that it all works together. So that's a huge part of it is pulling the entire scheme together at the same time. Like it's it's mm-hmm. nothing is independent of anything else in, One in our work. Right. What are your favorite paint colors that you use over oh and over? Goodness gracious. Um, well, let's see. I do love. I love, we use almost exclusively Sherwin-Williams. So I love, um, there's a, a color that they make called Crushed Ice that's kind of a, it's a gray, but it's a white. It's just a re- it's a good color. They also make a really pretty color called Extra White, which just sounds like nothing, <laughs> but it is the crispest, whitest white. And I love it with really saturated colors, like a really bright pink or a really bright green. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love, I love a lot of whites. I'm not going to lie, but I, they mm-hmm. also make this one called veiled violet. That is a really pretty Ooh. lavendery muted kind of, we've used that in a master bedroom before. Um, I mean, I could really just keep going on and on. Yeah, those, are like ones. Color. those are good ones. Though. <laughs> Caroline, yeah. huh? That sounds like your color. The violet. Lavender. She okay. I've been telling you. I mean, no, actually. I, I do <laughs> like lavender. We mock her. I, I do like lavender. I've just been telling these two for years. I'm like, y'all, I swear, purple is coming back. It is. And, and they're always the like, no. Girl. And then now. We just like, finished a there house. There was a house beautiful issue that was all purple. Oh, yeah. yeah. We just finished a house in October that we, we did all of the photography for. It's not even on the website yet. And the color palette was purple and orange, which I know sounds hideous, but. Clemson. Sounds like it Clemson is to me. gorgeous. Everyone in the South always picks a football team. I know, I'm not going to lie. Like okay. it's all, it, yeah. Well, you're in LSU country, right. so everything's purple. Right. Well, <laughs> the good thing was that was her hesitation at first because she, she really loved purple. And she's like, I just – I don't want to do this because I'm so worried people are going to say, oh, it's LSU. But it yeah. doesn't feel like LSU at all. Like the purple was used in such a way that it's dramatic, the little – touches of it that we've used but it's not like you're not going to walk into a purple sofa and a purple room and a purple, is that you know the one that you had the purple lamps at the bedside tables in the bedroom or is that a different house the purple lamps in the it was bedroom. like sort of an all-white bedroom a little bit mm. i don't know Caroline, i can you i can be able to remember this verbatim but uh, all right we did use some purple lamps here. in the living room of that home next to a very neutral sofa mm-hmm. so that might be what you're thinking of. I, I don't think know that's a great i like the idea of a purple and lamp. an lsu pillow that's on right the sofa. absolutely not just no <laughs> <laughs> no it's so funny because there are always clients that like they're like oh my husband really wants his lsu room and i'm like let him do it i'm not touching it like <laughs> yeah. go for it that is not on my portfolio <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what color are the walls in your bedroom my walls oh my gosh i painted them like nine years ago so I would really have to go back. I think it's well, called Keystone Gray from Sherwin sort of Williams. A gray color. It's gray. actually like I I love a dark, dark, dark bedroom because mm-hmm. I need like total blackout drapes and I need it freezing cold and I want it to be like a cave. So it's <laughs> a very, very saturated. It's almost like a taupey gray stone mushroom kind of color. Mm-hmm. But I painted the walls and the trim and the doors, everything. Like, it's just wrapped in this color. It's really, really pretty. I love it. And then what are the textiles on the bed? White. I do love white bedding. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this. White bedding gets such a bad rap because people are, like, horrified. But you can bleach it, which is, I'm always like, I do too. OxyClean, absolutely. I definitely want to know if my sheets are clean. I do too. go white. So I did (laughs) white bedding, and then I've got some black and white pillows um, that are, like, my accent pillows. And then I've got this artwork that I bought from a store in Baton Rouge that are these vintage prints of birds because I love birds. And so the color palette sort of unintentionally ended up being this mushroom color with, like, a citron yellow kind of thrown in there. But it's not overkill with Mm -hmm. the yellow. So, do you like pretty. a bedroom to be symmetrical so like the bedside tables match with matching lamps? I do. I All really right. do. Yeah. That calms me. I feel like I 
I'm the type of person, I, there are these designers who are like, oh, designers thrive in chaos. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I need my desk to be so neatly organized and wiped clean after every task. So for me to come home, I really do need symmetry and balance. And even if it's not the exact same accessories on each bedside table, it is for sure the same lamp and then a collection that is balanced. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about, to me, I, the balance is just very helpful for like calming my mm-hmm. mind when I get home. Yeah. Do you I guys like things to be tidy too? Do you have symmetrical bedside tables? Mm-hmm. They're the same, they match? Mm-hmm. What about you, Tara? Yes. At this point, yes. I do too. Not Nothing else. It's not like a bedroom suit. No, no. Oh, God, But no. just no. the bedside table as much. <laughs> yeah. I have that too because I, I also like that kind of serenity and, mm-hmm. well, I and think symmetry in the bedroom. I, have, I will say that I think it's hard to pull off. Okay, if, if you've got a, a mostly symmetrical room, then having an asymmetrical sort of arrangement is harder to pull off. I You're think, fighting than, the nature of the room. Right. I mean, the people like that it. do it well – it, they really mm-hmm. do it well, and it looks amazing. And, I, and so I always love it the way it looks. But I think getting that balance can Hard be to get tricky. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless you have a room where it's like something that's already it's already yeah. off balance. The thing I feel like I always that. run into when I when I've tried to do the the not matching bedside tables is like one is always shorter than right. the other one, and then you end up with the mm-hmm. lamp situation. Yeah, the so height, like one lamp gets stacked on books. Has to be the, same. the height for sure. That's what I was gonna say. If yeah. n- if nothing else, if they're not gonna match, you've got to get those lamps the same height because that is yeah. like oh can't take it <laughs> yeah and then like putting them on books and i'll like right then i would just look at it and go i'm cheating like this isn't right <laughs> I'm cheating. yeah it goes so back it to fixed. this is not right now i need yes should have waited should have waited that's right haste makes haste waste makes waste it's a good one Oof. i had a question from a um from someone that asked me the other day and i was like i don't know i'll ask on the next podcast. okay <laughs> um speaking about people who move into homes that have the big built-in bookshelves uh-huh. and like so overwhelmed on what to do yes what to put in them w- yes like what how do you help people okay. who just are like <laughs> i have no clue. i can tell you the secret because we, we had a client so l- let me let me back up and say this our clients are all professionals they all work the very rarely do we have stay-at-home moms that as our clients and it really kind of it was sort of a deliberate choice on my part to market to that clientele because it makes our job easier if we don't have someone also shopping alongside of us trying right. to do what we're I doing. Just bought seven sofas. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we actually did have a client. They own multiple businesses, and they we actually went through the entire construction process with them where she knew she wanted a library. However, they did not have a collection of books that was like, you know, we need to take these with us. These are meaningful. She did have a few that were sentimental that had been her dad's, but it was not nearly enough to fill up this wall of books, bookshelf space. So we, again, you have to, in my world, everything starts with a plan. So we drew the bookcases out and we knew exactly how big the pieces of artwork that needed to go in them would be. We what, knew what, exactly. You put art in the bookcase? We put them in the back of the bookcase because okay. you want to kind of, you want to you want some dimension. You don't mm-hmm. want just flat. You know, you can wallpaper the back of a, of a bookcase, but artwork I find really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew exactly what the spacing of the bookcases needed to be. They were adjustable, so we got them all spaced the same. And then there's this amazing website called BooksByTheFoot.com, and we y'all, it was amazing because the deal was. It would have taken us 20 years to collect enough books right. to style these bookcases. It was mm-hmm. never going to happen. But she did not want bookcases just full of tchotchkes and accessories and dust collectors. So we were able to call them and say, we want, I think we said 50% gray, 25% white, 25% wine. Ooh. And then they will send you all of these books. And you just and we went through and we called out anything that was like a, a gray spine with hot pink foil 
lettering that came out and we used anything that was white gold or black first and then towards the end we kind of had to sprinkle in a few red foil lettering because we were getting low on books but we actually ended up with enough books to do that bookcase and then and it was books with accessories and then we had spillover for her home office and so we ended up using a lot of the other ones in there but that has been like the greatest resource I can't even tell you like I mean, because the, because yeah. homes come with these bookcases and people just, I mean, and think about it. We're not really going to have more books in the future. We're going to have a lot fewer right. because everything is on a tablet now. Yeah. So it's kind of like, when are we going to stop building bookcases? I don't right. know. Open display. Why are we having right. so much open display? Right. Put a door yeah. on it. I would much prefer to have some storage. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. One of our stylists has this awesome trick that I love. And she will take like a beautiful coffee table book or a cookbook or Something that just has pretty photos on the inside. And this is Natalie Nassar, by the way. And we had her on the episode, so if you go listen to that. Yeah, we did a home <laughs> um, tour. Mm-hmm. And she helped. We put together, together, we put together. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> a, a styling guide on the blog. So if you do want some more bookshelf styling tips, That's you can awesome. definitely go check that out. Yeah. And it's bookcase, console, and a coffee table all together. But yeah. one of her tips, anyways, was she will open the book. Mm. to a beautiful photograph and lean that oh, in the cool. back of the bookcase. So that's sort of like the artwork. So it's sort of like an artwork. Mm-hmm. But so if you have, you know, a favorite interior designer's book, oh, find a pretty picture and lean it and it the the pages sort of fall open and you have it. it and looks you can really change nice. it for the season. Yeah, too. you can change it for the you season. Know, and when and it's holiday, you can do something a little more hmm. festive. Or something. Yeah. But I noticed in some of your photos, you I love this little um, idea of putting the art on the front of the bookcase, like yeah. hammering it into the Oh my goodness, molding. I know which picture you're thinking of because my the client, gold, the gold <laughs> she was so cute. She came home. She was gone. We we try to make them leave when we're doing styling because you don't call. need to be there to, you don't need to know how the sausage is made. You just need to know it's wonderful <laughs> when it's done. So she comes in and she walks right up to those bookcases and she goes, tell me about this. <laughs> I was like, well... Sometimes we hang the artwork on the outside of the bookcase to just add an element of dimension to it. And she's like, hmm, okay. Mm. And she did not, I mean, at first she was like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to sit with that for a while. Like, she's like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I was like, well, you don't like it. I mean, we'll take it down. We'll putty mm-hmm. the hole or whatever. She loves it. Yeah, she probably went and Googled it and saw it was all over. I'm sure she probably did. But it's did. one of those things, unless you notice it, you don't notice it. Right. So if you're thinking about your own house, if you haven't, like, dissected a photo mm-hmm. about, oh, here's what I love about this room, That's right. you might not have even noticed that people do that, and you might think it's weird. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it isn't weird at all. I do have one other tip about bookcases Ooh. and accessories in general um, for your friend or your, the person who asked you the question. We typically try to avoid any accessory that is smaller than the size of a cantaloupe because if you Ooh. if you get a lot of little things, they start to look cluttered, mm. and that's what starts to make it just look like, oh, my God, this is a mess. So we always stress fewer, bigger, better-made items so that you're not like, you know, if you're going to sort of like certain stores, you know, and you pick up like this thing, oh, this is the one I saw at the other store was $50, but this one's only nineteen ninety nine. It, there's a reason why it's 1999, right. and it's usually that it's smaller, and it's probably if if the original thing you were looking at was made of porcelain, this one's probably made of resin. There's always a reason why, and the scale is usually the thing. I love the cantaloupe <laughs> idea though because yeah. that's such a great guideline because mm-hmm. you're right. Like something of impact is yes. so much easier and better, and you know, like I don't know, just not not as now I need on to look, now I'm looking around your house, oh, and no, like mm-hmm. all these mercury candles, mm-hmm. but I just keep those there. No, to no, put no, on no. My I don't mean that table. kind of thing because number one, this is almost like a collection of mercury We're glass at that you my have. Room at a share. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's actually a very good point. When you have a lot 
of the same thing, if you sh- if you display it in mass, it does actually make a bigger impact than if you were to take all of those candle holders and sprinkle them around your house. Right. Mm-hmm. It so, feels sort of like one item. Right. Yeah. As opposed to 30. Items. And that's right. something Suzanne does all the time. She loves and repetition. She, yeah. Suzanne Castler. Mm, yes. Love Suzanne her. Kassler, sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. She likes a lot of one thing. She'll yeah. be, we'll yeah. be planning her photo shoots and she'll be like, okay, I need 35 of those candlesticks. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, it's going to be beautiful. Call Asia and like have them. <laughs> right. You're like, hello, Vietnam. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Asia. Send us all the candlesticks, candlesticks. you have. <laughs> Overnight. We need them Tuesday. <laughs> nah. All right. Who is your designer inspiration? Well, Besides Suzanne Kassler is one of them. Um, Wait, what about Carol? My mother? (laughs) Carol is the queen designer. I don't know if you know this yet, but she's the queen mother designer, and we all are just lucky to be breathing her air. That's kind of the... (laughs) I really want someone to say that about me one day. Me too. Don't you want your kid to say that? Well, this is funny. She actually works with me now. She does all of my bookkeeping for my office now. And can I tell you all, sometimes we're in meetings with clients, and I'll say, they'll be like, well, what do you think we need to do here? And I'll like throw an idea out, and they look at her. And if she nods in approval, they're like, okay. And it's I'm like, like, Anna Wintour. Hello. This is my show. business. Right. She gives the nod. That's why I say she's the queen mother designer because our clients really do, like, they trust her <laughs> opinion. And I'm sure it's because she's an older lady and I look very young and they probably think I'm a whippersnapper and I don't know what I'm talking about. But Suzanne Castler is definitely one of them. <laughs> um, Mary McDonald, I Love absolutely Mary. just adore. I love Phoebe Howard. I mean, and. Kelly Wurstler, too. I mean, it's kind of, it's this weird, yeah, like. Yeah, you're all over the board. I really yeah. understand. Yeah. Suzanne and Kelly Wurstler are pretty, pretty far right. apart from each other. Yeah, they are. But I, what I love about Kelly Wurstler, I love her fabrics. I always feel like yeah. her fabrics are just, uh, like, who dreams these up? They're amazing. But I always think they, they add, the pillows I have on my bed are actually Kelly Wurstler fabric. And they just, they're so graphic. And they, you, you just need a little bit of it. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it doesn't break the mm-hmm. bank to get those two pillows in that fabric. But it just is such a statement. Um, Mary McDonald because of the way she uses color. I mean, yeah. she's just like a genius. And also Phoebe Howard's use of color because it's the total opposite of Mary. It's very soft and pale and subdued. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But yeah, those Taylor. would probably be my, yeah, my top. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of those, I have to, I, I want to get back to brown furniture in a second because it made me think of Phoebe <laughs> Howard. But before that, I want to talk about pattern and fabric because mm-hmm. again, in the photos of your rooms, I really was um, struck by how you are mixing kind of tribal with mm-hmm. traditional and floral and stripe. It is, but it all feels so, I don't know, like normal. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know the right word for it. It just cohesive? doesn't. Yes, cohesive. It doesn't feel at all uh, scary. I don't mm. know. I, would, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would look and go, oh, I couldn't do that mm-hmm. in my home. But yeah. when, you, when you drill down into it, you're like, oh, well, look at that cool cube fabric or look at that ecod or whatever. Yeah. Um, and sort of unexpected uses. There is a – there again, there's a method to the madness on that. It's it, For me, fabrics, you need a hierarchy of scale on pattern. And so if you have – let's say you do choose a really beautiful ecat that you're going to use on a, a chair or something. It's a very large scale. The next, si- the next scale down should be like a geometric or a stripe or something like that. And then the next scale down – would be a really small scale, probably woven tone on tone. Really not a not a print not a print pattern, but like a woven pattern. Um, I do that a lot, just because it is sort of like it helps it helps me sort of release the my need for pattern and color, mm-hmm. and it's palatable for clients. Like if because I'm actually one of those people that sometimes I I'm flipping through magazines and I even get a little overwhelmed when I'm like I love this room, but there's like 29 fabrics in here and yeah. none of them really match. But the room is beautiful. But how did they do this? Like, right. yeah, it's hard for me to even do that as a designer. So I, I really like like a lot of I, I like 
I like some rules on yeah. <laughs> my work, you yeah. know. Give me boundaries. Where do you yeah. like to put the the largest scale fabric? Well, that really depends. In this recent house that we did where we had so much purple, the largest scale fabric actually went on her drapes, and it was also the most colorful fabric. That's unusual for us because a lot of our clients feel like that's such a commitment, and so we do we end up doing a lot of neutral drapes with a colored trim or a colored contrast binding or something like that. But she really wanted to go for it. That excited me. What a dollar commitment or a color color, color commitment? Color commitment. So, okay, so it's not more like it's so expensive. Like, okay. Yeah, more like you know, I, I love this little swatch of this fabric, but am I really going to love it when I've got eight panels of it in my living room mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's all in, not just color, but pattern. It's just, it's a fear of commitment for them. So mm-hmm. um, for me, but it's interesting that you bring up the dollar because a lot of times it really does actually come down to the dollar <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of the, the pattern itself. Because if we pull something that we're like, oh my God, this fabric is amazing and they absolutely need it, but it's $300 a yard. Right we may do a lumbar pillow out of it just to get it in there, just to get it in the room. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, I try to be practical too. I, I also want to be a good steward. I don't want to just, you know, spend people's money willy nilly. And I mean, drapes are, drapes are really expensive regardless yes. of what fabric you they use. are. They are. Yeah. So even if you use a $10 yard fabric, exactly they're right. still expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. Oh, okay. Wood furniture. Wood furniture. Yes. What would you like to know? <laughs> well, because you reminded me about Phoebe Howard. I just saw her on a panel the other day and, I can't remember how it came up, but she was talking about how, you know, she has warehouses and warehouses full of brown furniture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, Is she trying to shove them into people, clients? She's like, you need brown. Yeah, you know what you need? Brown. <laughs> you know it's what's trending. about to trend? Brown. <laughs> I think her husband's name is Jim. Mm-hmm. She's like, Jim told me the other day, he's like, honey, you don't even know how much of this wood brown furniture we've got. We need to start painting some of this stuff and selling it. Yeah. So how are your clients feeling right now about brown furniture? Because you're talking about French antiques and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that's brown. We are in a part of the country where if you suggest painting someone's wood cabinets in their kitchen a color or a, a white, they die of really? heart failure because they're like, you would paint over this Beautiful. builder grade oak yeah. wood. And you're like, in a heartbeat, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like, oh my God. But we have a lot of cypress wood where I'm from because it's it's grows everywhere and it's readily available and people love it. And so that is one of the hardest things we have to try to deal with is they don't want to touch that cypress wood. So I am of the notion that if it is a beautiful really fine wood like a walnut or a cherry or you know that there's a place for all of that always but to me pine cabinets oak cabinets builder grade you know no there's no reason there's it's not a precious wood that is worth really anything so um i would so much rather see it painted a pretty color and be done with it same for furniture rip the paint off later you know what i mean it's not like it's like a sotheby's antique just because your grandmother gave it to you it might be well, not in Mine my are Karen. Caroline's <laughs> not a very in my house. fancy house. You know what, though? I am on team brown furniture. You, you are? are? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not if it is a, okay, if it's a new piece, like a brand new piece mm-hmm. of furniture, I would probably not choose brown. Mm-hmm. But for, I I do think they're a beautiful wooden antique. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's fine, mm-hmm. but like even American antiques where they're more rustic or shaker or something mm-hmm. and it's... Like we have a farm table and it's like a really worn dining room table. It's not fancy, mm-hmm. but there's something about that worn patina. I hate, I mean, I kind of hate to use that word because it's so overused, but mm-hmm. there's something really beautiful about it. And I do think it brings a warmth, especially yes. with, and here, okay, here's one of my little pet peeves. Let's hear it. I feel like now people, okay, I love white. You know, my house is like a lot of yes. white, but 
people sometimes do too much white. Like literally everything in the whole room is white. The mm-hmm. walls are white. The drapes are white. The rug is light color. All the furniture is white. Mm-hmm. And it's like living I, on the inside of an egg. Yeah, sterile. You need something. <laughs> have, you need some contrast. And you I do. always feel like that wooden piece, mm-hmm. a, a really pretty finish, can bring that super easily. Just have one with some white slip covered furniture and it. I'm with you. you I'm know? with you yeah, on that. You need that yin you and have, yang yeah. in every room, whether it's so, all modern-y, a little bit of trend, or it's all white mm-hmm. and need a little bit of yeah. rustic. Or, mm-hmm. You know, you need you need a little something in every room. To you kind need of a foil. Miles Red says tension. Yes. Yeah, foil, foil tension. Go. Those are all good right. words. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Do you have any, Taryn, do you have any wood brown furniture in your house? I have a whole room that's just brown. <laughs> that's just because you have paneling. disgusting. See? And a leather couch. <laughs> Without those two things. But do you have any No, and it has brown furniture I made. Brown brown. No, traditional pieces. My buffet is brown. Um, it's it's like 1920s. And then um, my side tables in that room and the coffee table are all the mid-century 1950s. Oh, cool. So it's a little bit lighter brown. Mm-hmm. But in, in that case, they both work. And then my uh, dining table in the same room is just a raw teak. Mm-hmm. So it's brown. Mm-hmm. But it's a dry brown. So mm-hmm. I got lots of browns, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't what about think you, I have Rachel? any colored pieces now that I said that. I, have, I do have some. I do have some wooden pieces that are actually have a Ballard Designs um, sideboard in my house that I absolutely love. It's the one with the X fronts on it. I can't think oh, of the Belgrade. name of it. Right Belgrade. Yes. Oh, Belgrade. Yeah. Yeah. That's in my mm-hmm. dining room, but it is actually alongside a, a, an oval racetrack sort of dark walnut table um, and next to a chest of drawers that's very dark. So I do have a lot of dark furniture, but I think for me it's more – it's less about the brown. It's more about the the leg and the style and mm-hmm. the is it the chest of drawers that's in there is a serpentine front chest. So it's not just a big blocky like mm-hmm. bun foot kind of piece of furniture. Yeah. Like any of that in like brown leather. I'm so sorry, listeners, if you have that, I can't abide Don't worry. it. <laughs> I got it. I can't. it's heinous. It is. It is. I'm so sorry, but it is. But it's just I think the more offensive to me is a room that you go in that is it is no thought was really taken, no care was really taken. Now, this is the deal. If you love your brown leather sectional and all the seats recline and that serves your family, then more power to you. But if you are attempting to have some sort of a thought and some sort of a style really the best thing you can do is like educate yourself by reading shelter magazines looking through look through the ballard designs catalog the rooms Mm -hmm. are styled wonderfully i mean i think it's if you really start to pay attention like you were saying earlier you love a room but you don't really know why start to pay attention to why that room speaks to you because Mm -hmm. i'm not anti-brown i'm just anti-ugly furniture (laughs) (laughs) where i land on that that's true there is really pretty painted furniture and there's really yes, hideous painted furniture, oh, furniture and there's really pretty wood furniture yes. and there's really heinous wood furniture yes, sure. so it just depends it's on the piece yeah it is yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, i have a sentimental piece that my husband's mother left him that's our brown piece it's in our bedroom is it? it's lovely it's lovely i like it mm-hmm. it's not the right scale for what it is i need something bigger but i like it it's yeah. pretty that I, I think is the, is always a challenge like we were talking about some um symmetrical bedrooms and our guest bedroom is not because we had two pe- like we moved into our house and we had two pieces of furniture that I didn't want to get rid of because I, I do like them they don't quite fit mm. like one is a desk and one is like a drop leaf table so 
in that room, I've used them as nightstands, mm-hmm. but that's because oh, that's cool. I'm like, I have to shove it somewhere. Right. right. Where goes. am I going to put yeah. it? That's why but, you have guest rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the leftovers. That's right. Oh. Or if you're like my parents, they have a camp. So everything that my mom doesn't want at her house, she sends to mm. the camp. So you mm-hmm. have to explain, I think, what a camp is. Because I feel like it's a, either a main thing or a southern it thing. Is, it's well, a southern thing, yeah, I feel it's, like. It's both. Is it really? Because my family's from Maine. Everyone goes down to camp. Yeah. Oh, well, we camp. don't say camp. We say camp. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I think that's the distinction, but, right? Like, I don't think people know what that is. Well, so. It's where you discard all your friends. That's exactly right. <laughs> it is the dumping ground for anything you don't want in your own home. For us, it was my parents were retiring and they wanted a little place they could kind of get away in. And so they bought a, a house on a lake in North Louisiana from a town next to the town where they grew up. And it's just a little slice of heaven. And But. It is actually where all of our furniture that we bought 100 years ago ended up. Like, the, And I will say this. The sofa that there is there needs to be reupholstered, but it is the most comfortable sofa. <laughs> we all love to nap on it. It's probably – I'm not even kidding, y'all. It's probably 40 years old at this point. Hey. It has held up like a champ. I can't even – I mean, it's amazing. I need to find out who that's made great. it because, yeah. oh, my goodness, it is such a great piece of furniture. But – yeah, that's where all the... Why is it a camp and not a lake house? Well, because we don't really... We're not really like... <laughs> sure you can tell people. by looking at me, but we're not really outdoorsy people. <laughs> so, like, the the most outdoor that we get is to sit on the porch and look at the lake. Mm-hmm. But we don't, like, yeah. we have a boat, boat and get on it. And we yeah. don't fish. And we don't... And you don't camp. Oh, definitely not camp. No, 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 no. No. No, indeed. Well, no. in Alabama, we call it a hunting camp. Yeah, there's hunting camps. There's so... fishing camps. There's lake houses. <laughs> this is just a camp. Okay. Yeah. And then in Maine, is it more than one building? So I always assumed it was more than one building. Like a compound? Yeah, a few I buildings. I think like when you go away to camp. No. <laughs> that is a no. bunch of buildings. Sleep away so like a house and maybe a barn and maybe some kind of shed and maybe there's something over here. I don't yeah, know. This is just, just what I'm collectors assuming. Actually, my parents do have more than one See? building on their feet. <laughs> that's a camp. Good point. So do my parents. Maybe that's, right. why that's, that's why it qualifies as a camp. That's why it was a camp. Because it's a collection of Maybe so. Homesteads. Maybe so. <laughs> That is a good point. I've never thought of that. But yeah, they actually do have, it's like a little detached. It looks exactly like the house. It's just smaller. That's funny. That's crazy. I've never thought of that We all need to investigate. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's how Someone Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Taryn, that's your job. I did. But I put in New England camp and nothing. And camps actually came up like going. Oh, like camp. And I was like, well, that's the best summer camps in New England, Boston Magazine. (laughs) Yeah. That's not going to help. That didn't help. No. Yeah. Sorry. So now let's talk about some of those sofas that are literally on the market these days that are so deep you can't even get your feet on the ground. Yeah. What up with those? Well, I, I, think, I think furniture follows building trends. So we build houses that are so much bigger than any person ever needs space like that ever. So if we were to put human scale furniture in these rooms that have 20 foot ceilings, it would look like doll furniture. Mm-hmm. It's just so tiny. So I think that's probably what mm-hmm. that is about is just trying to fill the literally fill the void of just space around a room are you often involved um with the architect when they're design your clients are designing homes we would love to be more involved a lot of times when we get involved with the architect is usually if there's a renovation a lot of times we are we're working with clients who are sort of at the tail end of building and it's time to start picking their finishes and then they're thinking about furniture i would much rather it actually start earlier on so that we can get in with the plans and we can actually do things like locate your outlets and the floors where mm-hmm. they need to go mm. based on where your furniture is going to go and not, you know, just arbitrarily thrown in. Um, but we do, I mean, we love working with architects because we feel like that's a good synergy. And if you can get, if you can get a team of people together who can execute your vision for your home, I mean, you really don't have to think about it. Like you can just right. put it in their hands and 
and then you just do it. Yeah. But what is the how much square footage do you think a family of four needs? A family of four, mm, thirty five hundred square feet. That's that's a good sized home. Mm-hmm. It's not a massive home. It's um, enough space to get away from each other, yeah. but enough space that you can actually run into each other. Right. You probably have <laughs> one more bedroom than you actually need mm-hmm. for everyone. I mean, I feel like that's probably plenty of space. You probably have even an extra seating or dining room. Like you might have a breakfast room and a dining room or a right. living room and a keeping room. Some yeah, redundancy. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, 3,500. I think my house is 2,400 square feet. It feels giant to me because I'm the only one like rambling around in there. But I don't know. I mean, people ask me all the time, why do you have this formal dining room? I'm like, because the dining room is pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Have it would one? just be an empty room if you didn't have a dining well, table. Well, what would I put in there? Yeah. I've got more than enough seating in my house. So I, I have a question. Why don't people eat in their dining room? I don't know. I would love to have everyone eat in their dining room and use their fine china every day. I, I, we eat in our dining room. Wonderful. And I had dinner with my, I have an uh, older son who's 24. He doesn't live here. And then I have a 17-year-old. And we all had dinner last night at a local restaurant. And we were just sitting around talking. And I was supposed to cook last night. And the last minute, they were like, let's go up and eat at the corner. It's like, okay. So we went up there and we ate. And we were talking about eating dinner or something. And, um, and my younger son said something like, well, yeah, but we haven't been eating at the dining room table lately. Aww. And I said, well, I thought you didn't like it. You know, with your brother moved out, you know, it's more casual. We can just sit at the kitchen counter or whatever. He's like, no. And my older son said, yeah, I love sitting in the dining Aww. room and eating. Aww. And that's I was like, nice. That's really like, nice. I've done my parenting duty. That's right. Good. Yeah. That's good. Because they like no, to talk I think to you're each right. other. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. I think you're right. And I feel like a dining room does sort of give a different, there's an air in a dining room. You're not in the kitchen. And so there's an air of like everyone has to be seated and you can't just like jump up from the table and go run and grab something from a drawer mm-hmm. or whatever. Because that, that was my thing with my mom growing up. She rarely sat the entire time for right. a meal. But if we're in the dining room, we feel like it's an imposition to say, oh, I need sweetener or I need a spoon. Or you're like, oh, I'll get it. Like you stay seated. I'll get it. But I think that's good. I think that's really. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, when TV's I think, not on. Yeah. Well, yeah. No when phones. I think back to like our family meals, I don't think of the kitchen table. I think of the dining room because that's where we are all yeah. around the table. Well, you together. have to look at each other sitting at a that's kitchen right. bar or, you know, something like that. You don't look at each that's other. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. looking probably True. at your phone. Probably. My favorite part of the holidays is after you finish eating at the dining room table and you all just sit there talking. That's, right. that's mm-hmm. always like the that's best right. that part is the of best. the holidays. It is. Yeah. It is, for sure. I think that's probably the adult part of me then. Oh. Yeah. No, I remember like definitely Christmases and stuff and like any, yeah, any family meal like at the dining table sitting there for like hours. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it when I was like Well, you didn't. Under you were 10. like, can we go up in presents right now? Yeah. <laughs> but after yeah. 10, I mean like from like 10 to through college I was yeah, it's, yeah I mean if you have fun family members that's yeah, right true. that's right and my dad used to always pick we would always go can we go open Christmas presents now well no waiting is half the fun that was that's his famous saying waiting is half the fun I'm like no it's not <laughs> we want to go now your parents are a study in patience they are I have wonderful parents I can't lie they're just awesome people I have I showed my friend a picture of my dad one time and she goes looks like a character out of a book. <laughs> what does that even mean? She's like, he's just so cute. It's like, okay. We need a portrait Aww. to put up on the podcast. I do. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm getting like flushed. Like, I just love my parents so much. Aww. They're so cute. They are cute. They live near you? They do. They live, uh, I think it's five miles from me. I mean, they're literally just a straight shot down the road. I love them. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Oh. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> she be you like, might. Your mom is she wanted someone to, No, she wanted someone to move back to. Uh, I'm from Augusta, Georgia. She's like, oh, oh, she wants y'all to move back. Yeah, and there's five of us, and none of us, none of us made it back to Augusta. She's like, but I, 
but Augusta's great. Oh, <laughs> we're like, yeah, but well, maybe your mom needs to move to Atlanta. Yeah, you've got two of y'all here, right? Three, three, oh, four. Yeah. <gasps> I can't count. Yeah, she needs to follow. <laughs> Come Wait, on, so there's only one sister in Maine, and everyone else is here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why. That's as close though. That's an easy drive. Anyway, I'm, yeah, how, I was how just far is that? About... Two hours. Well, that's not, not bad. bad. Yeah, that's yeah, a day no. drive. Yeah, but she still wanted someone close by. <laughs> None of us made it. Evidently, not close enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> just go visit. Two hundred miles, not five, but we're pretty close. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's enough. Close enough. Okay, well, I feel like we need to get to Melanie's question. Okay, sure. What do y'all think? Yes. Our Should list we do it? dilemma. Oh, and it's Melanie. That's our dilemma giver. Yeah, who, who do you think I was talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> All right, are you reading it, I like Taren? her. Sure. Okay. She says, hi, here's the inspiration board for my bedroom makeover. I love that she has an inspiration board. I do, board. too. And below <laughs> is... Yeah, her Describe her inspiration board to us. Um, we have a white office collection. It looks like a wall piece with two um, cabinets on the side with a desk. And then a white chandelier that's got some texture. It looks like... like I know that chandelier is not white. It's, it's actually beautiful. turquoise uh, beach glass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's all like spa white. I've a used chest- it before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a Chesterfield sofa in white. There's some palm tree prints mm-hmm. like photographs um, yeah it's like photos with a spa blue background yeah yep why am i describing our white <laughs> our white sophie <laughs> nightstand yeah she does this so she's got a lot of white furniture white mm-hmm. nightstands white and blue white and console spa. white sort of bookcase desk very beachy yeah mm-hmm. very beachy mm-hmm. okay sorry okay. go ahead her she says my concern is that if i don't paint the salerno all the white furniture won't match and it'll look strange i'm going for a beachy vibe and by Salerno, she has our Salerno cabinet with... Um, it has like sort of an oak door. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's a, a white body yeah. with an oak door and um, the dark bronze um, hardware. So anyway, okay, she's saying if she doesn't paint it, it won't match the mat- or match the rest of her... her side tables. Yes. Um, my decorating dilemma is I'm considering painting my new Ballard Design Salerno ca- cabinet, Eek. I have been eyeing this piece for almost a year now and was finally able to purchase it. But when it arrived, it didn't match the color online. Online, it looks like a milky white, but in person, it's a dark cream color. I was hoping it would match my Sophie side tables, but they aren't even close. I'm considering painting the console, but it just seems weird to paint a brand new piece of furniture. Have you ever painted your Ballard design pieces to fit your decor better? Okay. Yes, paint it. Paint it? Paint it. So we actually used, um, I think it's the Louis, either 14th or 16th, I always get those confused, bed from (laughs) Ballard in one of our rooms recently. And we knew when we ordered it that it was actually going to be a much warmer cream than the bedside tables were going to be. But we loved the bed and it was the right price point and the right scale for the room. So we ordered it and we told the client, we're going to paint this when it comes in because we cannot find anything else that we love as much. And so we ended up painting the frame and everything a much whiter white and then we sort of hit some of the detail elements with like a really bright sort of lime green because that's kind of her color palette in the room and it is fabulous I cannot lie it is so cute (laughs) I mean my feeling is it I understand it feels kind of like uh, this is a brand new piece of furniture you only paint old pieces but really no I mean we kind of do that a lot like we've we have found um upholstered pieces that the fabric is heinous on mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're like okay this upholstered piece is not the right fabric but the shape is right and the scale is right so it's kind of the same thing like you would just take that piece and have it repolstered and yeah 
Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I have no problem but with that. But do you feel like all the whites in her room need to match? No, I don't know that they necessarily need to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They need to go. Right. Um, what I would almost suggest that she do is, because it's got these oak doors on it, so I feel like that's kind of part of the issue with it, is that it probably feels very warm. What I would almost suggest is maybe pull out one of those blues that she's got. She's got, like, blue lamps, blue background on her artwork, a blue table, I mean, a blue chair, um, blue glass on her chandelier maybe pull out one of those colors and paint it that instead so that it's not Ooh. white 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 you know all the furniture yeah. i do like the idea color. of the blue yeah i was i was gonna suggest maybe i mean we don't know like what's next to each other right. in this room your story like having a nightstand next to a bed that that's a hard that's one. all that's yeah. tricky but it, it depends on like how big your room is are these pieces right next to each other because mm-hmm. if not I don't know. Right, I put feel them in like, there and see how it looks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. set it up. and Because you know when you paint a room, the walls of a room, when you look around the room, every wall looks like that's it's right. a different color. Mm-hmm. So True. maybe when you get that cabinet in the room, yeah. the way the light is in the room, mm-hmm. it might be great. Mm-hmm. I would say unless it doesn't, I mean, if it like really obviously clashes, and I think you'll be able to see if it really looks bad, mm-hmm. then obviously paint it. But if, if you really have to pay attention to notice that they're not the same, yeah. like... I don't know. I feel like I have tons of whites in my house. They're all different whites, but you could, they kind of read the same mm-hmm. once you get them all in there. Or I have lots of different brown furniture. Like, I have a couple different wooden pieces. They're all different finishes, right. different right. shades, mm-hmm. but they don't really have – I don't know. Yeah. No, Maybe I, think, I'm just I more... think you're right. No, I think I think that's a good point. If they're if it's not literally right next to one of these nightstands in the room and, if like, if the bed and nightstands are here and it's on the total opposite wall, it really may not be that big of an issue. But right. if it is, I yeah, have no problem deal. painting it. Yeah. yeah. No, paint it up. Yeah. Why not? It's already painted. Right. Yeah, exactly. Either that or you could, you could paint the Sophie side tables true. too. That's very true. True. If you'd rather – because they're already painted a white color, so mm-hmm. just yeah. slap them on. It would be easier probably then. Painting yeah, painting slam. around those doors is going to be kind of tricky because you want to – the contrast she, is the yeah. is the thing about that piece. You don't want the doors to be the same color. Right. You're going to have to take and, the and doors painting off. painting the interior yeah. and all that with the side yes. tables. You just paint the outside and be done. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So either or, Melanie. Good paint luck, Melanie. it <laughs> or ignore it. <laughs> Once it's so you are helpful, basically are right where you started. <laughs> <laughs> well, either one would be fine. Be yeah. Fine, yeah. Really. yeah. I mean, it would still feel beachy in any color. I was thinking yeah. even if her side tables were – I don't know – green even to mm-hmm. pull out right their, you know, yeah i do love yeah. like her or, whole vibe it's fun, too. fun mm-hmm. like, really relaxing that's going to be a nice little well and i also space. love that she said she waited for a year to buy that you know right? I love that. <laughs> yes she yeah. is and your soulmate. It, it is a really pretty cat it is very pretty like this learner yeah, yeah it is yeah. beautiful so all right well, well cool good job guys well thanks that's our episode that's it yeah i think we cut no we did we Rachel cover had some awesome tips. <laughs> we covered some good stuff. I thought good. so too. And we'll put some some examples of some of your projects on the yes. podcast notes because they're beautiful. Thank you. Well, and I will tell you this. The work that's on the website now is about to all get updated and freshened because I've got tons of photography that we were, has been out in trying to get published that it looks like it's not going to land anywhere. So I'm like, can we please put it on the website? Oh my God, yeah. like, this is not the work I want people to see. So I told my girl that does my website, I was like, listen, the Ballard Designs podcast is going to come out at the end of the month. I've got to have the website updated by then. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Do it, girl. She'll do it. Oh, like, she it's will. got to be well, the right Also, time. I think we were going to share one of your projects. Okay. On, I think you were talking with our girl, our yes, Lydia. I, I, yeah, we sent some pictures um, over. Yeah, so... 
definitely everyone check that out because we're going to do a little kind of house tour of Yay. one of Rachel's projects. And Thank it, you. That was a lot a of ballad stuff. I love it. that because she told us um, she lit, she's from Louisiana, lives in Minnesota, bought a second home in Louisiana, and wanted it to feel like Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, got <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> but we loved well, it. It was, it was beautiful. It, it really you. was. And it's really loaded with some ballad designs too. All right, well, how can our guests find yes. you? What's your well, website? It's rachelcannonlimited.com, and it's R-A-C-H-E-L-C-A-N-N-O-N, and the whole word limited, because I don't like to make anything easy for anybody. Okay. And <laughs> Instagram is RCL Interiors. Facebook is RCL Interiors. Pinterest is RCL Interiors. That's pretty much it. That's easy. Awesome. Awesome. a follower. We can do it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank y'all. This was so fun. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app, and we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you get the episode every time it publishes. Just download straight to your phone. Um, you can find all the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And um, is that it? Gosh, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. <laughs> Until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.